Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Well, peace be unto you all. And I thank God for another day. I thank Him for blessing us to see another day. We are still in the land of the living. God has been so good to each and every one of us. It was on my heart to talk to you, to talk to all of us, about not taking light what God has given us, about not taking it for granted, about not thinking that it's just a small thing what the Lord has given us. When we take something that God has given us lightly, in God's eyes, we are despising what he gave us. For instance, Esau, when he didn't think his birthright would do him any good because he felt like he was at the point to die, the Bible says he despised his birthright. He had the biggest blessing that they could get as a child because everything that belonged to his dad belonged to him. He had the opportunity to have everything, but yet he didn't think it was worth that much just because he was hungry. Now, I know that he had to be extremely hungry because his name even changed how hungry he was. But still, no matter what we go through, don't take the blessings and the gifts of God for granted. Don't think that what we are going through is more important than what God has given us. We're going to be reading a little bit out of Genesis. I'll read it. Genesis 16, 1 through 4. Genesis 25, 29 through 34. Numbers 15, 30 through 31. 1 Samuel 15, 22. 2 Samuel 12, 8 through 10. Hosea 4, 6 through 7. And Romans 11, 17 through 22. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for this opportunity to be in the house of the Lord one more time. My Father, thank you for this message that you have given us, your children. My God, bless us to eat of this bread. Bless us to drink of the living water. Let this seed be planted upon good ground and let us bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Genesis chapter 16, there's a story about a young lady named Hagar. And we have read this story a lot, but it looked different to me this last time that I read it. And we're going to the 16th chapter and the first verse. And it says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. 
And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Sometimes God gives us a blessing, but when God gives us a blessing, it goes straight to our head. And we become full of pride, and we think that we did something. The word despised is a very, very horrible word. It means disrespect. It means shamed. It means contempt. Contempt means the feeling that a person is beneath consideration. They are worthless and they deserve to be laughed at. They do not deserve your respect and you reject and refuse them and you provoke them on purpose. That is a bad thing when God blesses somebody and you begin to look down at others like you did something. God is about to bless us even more than what he has already blessed us. And when I was praying, I was praying for the church and God opened my eyes to something that he has been blessing us since day one. Since we started this, he has been blessing us. He has been progressing us. He has been letting us grow, but he wants to even give us more. But he wants us to understand that when he does give us more don't look down on somebody that we did some he didn't bless us because the goodness that we're doing he blesses us because of goodness of what he's doing he doesn't bless us because we are righteous and we deserve it he blesses us because he loves us because he cares but his blessing to us is not only for us it's for the church that what God blesses us with, we could be edified to the body of Christ. So when she conceived, she had this child and God had blessed Hagar and gave her a child. But when she got this blessing, she began to look down on her mistress. She began to look down like Sarah was not important anymore. Sarah was beneath her. That's not the way we're supposed to look when God blesses us. When God begins to bless us and exalt us, we need to keep in mind the scripture that says he will bring down high looks. He will abase those that are exalted and he will lift those up that are abased. When we keep this in our mind, no matter how high God lifts us up and begins to work miracles in our lives and begins to bless people that bless us and curse them that curse us, if we keep in mind this is only happening because of Jesus, not because of us, we will begin, we will be able to remain humble and not to look down on somebody else. Because God is the only one that grants blessings. God is the only one that gives we don't own anything in this world. The Bible says a cattle upon a thousand hills is mine. The earth is mine and the fullness thereof is mine. The heaven and the heavens of heavens is God's. And all that therein is belongs to God. So the things that God gives us is not to make us boastful, but to make us know that God is in control. And what he blesses us with, he says, freely you have received freely give. If I gave you love and compassion, you need to love, show love and compassion to one another. If I forgave you, you need to forgive one another. If I was long-suffering for you, you need to be long-suffering for somebody else. That does not mean say right is wrong and wrong is right. That's not what that means, but it means to have compassion and to always pray. That doesn't mean to pat somebody on the back and say, I know you're sitting and that's okay. No, it's not. If you love them, you will tell them what you're doing is wrong and we need to run and we need to say, but that doesn't mean give up on somebody. 
God didn't give up on us. God never turned his back on us. That means love unconditionally. What we have received, we only got it from God. We did not get our blessings because of what we've done. We're going to Genesis 25, 29 through 34. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swore to me this day, and he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. You know the devil does the same thing today. He fights us and fights us and fights us. And then he will have the nerve to say, You know what? You've been praying and God's not answering. You've been fasting and God doesn't seem to be there. Now it's less pain if you just do what I tell you to do. If you just throw in the towel, you won't have no more pain. It's a lot easier on this side. Well, right now, God's not even listening. Sell me your birthright. Give up the salvation that God gave you, and I will make you happy. I will feed you. And so many people are afraid of fighting. They're tired of fighting. And if they would have held on just a little bit longer, they would have got the victory. But because they gave up, they sold their birthright. They give in to the temptations of the world. And all the devil does is laugh. That's all he does. He gets people addicted to alcohol, drugs, any kind of other thing that you can think of that will satisfy somebody. He gets you so hooked on it, making you think that this is the way to ease your pain. You're hungry, I got you. You're hurting, I will make the pain go away. But remember, don't sell your birthright. You have been chosen and adopted into the royal family. You are a very important to God. You are his creation. You are his friend. You are his child. You are part of the royal family. You are part of the church of God. You are not a nobody. You are somebody special in the eyes of the Lord. So when the devil begins to show you how bad the fight is, how big the waves are, don't sell your birthright. Don't do any trading with the devil. No matter how much peace he might make it look like it is, don't sell it. Don't get rid of it. Keep your birthright. Don't despise what God has given you. If he's given you this gift to pray, pray. Always pray. If he's given you the gift to teach, teach. If he's given you the gift to play music, play that music. No matter what situation you're going through, use what God has given you. See, the children of Israel, they came out of Egypt. And the Bible says that they were harnessed. That word harnessed means that they were well equipped and ready. They were ready to go and get the promised land, but they did not know that they were. They despised their own selves. They said that they were too small. They despised what God had given them and didn't want to go fight. They didn't want to go get what God had already promised them because they didn't know what they had. We know what we have. We know that we have the Holy Ghost. And when you have the Holy Ghost, that is the keeping power. When you have the Holy Ghost, you can say to this mountain, be ye moved. And it will if you do not doubt. Only believe that all things are possible. Don't despise what God has given you. Numbers 15, 30 and 31. But the soul that doeth aught presumptuously, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, 
the same reproacheth the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Because he hath despised the word of the Lord, and hath broken his commandment, that soul shall utterly be cut off, his iniquity shall be upon him. And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day. And they that found him gathering sticks brought him unto Moses and Aaron, and unto all the congregation. And they put him in ward, because it was not declared what should be done to him. And the Lord said unto Moses, The man shall be surely put to death, all the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. See, God wrote this, this Bible for our, our learning. The Bible says that it was written for our learning. Everything that is written in this Bible is for our learning. It is to be appreciated. It is to be kept. It is to be followed. It is, it is to be reverenced, respected, because this is the word of God, which means this is Jesus Christ. And if you're going to just, uh, Jesus said that, but I don't really have to do all of that. You're despising the word of God. You're thinking that you're better and above than what Jesus said. So if God says, hey, let's do this or don't do this. And you say, you know what? I don't, I don't got to go that far. I don't have to do all of that. You're despising the word of God. He's ready and he wants to and he has been blessing and he's going to bless us even more. But he wants us to understand, don't despise what I'm telling you because I'm only telling you for your own good. So when I take you to this place, you won't say like the children of Israel, they're too strong. When I take you to get this blessing that I have in store for you, you will know that you are well able to get what I have in store for you. You won't despise your blessings and your callings and your gifts that I have given you. The children of Israel, they didn't, they didn't know, they didn't recognize what God had really given them. And he said, if you sin presumptuously, which means if you do it on purpose, you get cut off. Now, because Jesus died for us, we don't just drop dead like they did back then. They did something wrong and it was over. I mean, they, they dropped on the spot. Us doing the right thing the wrong way, put out his hand to catch the ark from falling. And God killed him right there on the spot because he wasn't supposed to touch it. But Jesus died so that we don't die on the spot. Don't let us take that for granted, though that we won't die on the spot. And let us still honor and cherish and love God's commandments, his precepts, his laws, his statutes. He said, because you didn't, I will also reject you. If you reject me, I will reject you. Some people teach once saved, always saved. But Jesus said, if you reject me, I'm going to reject you. So if you don't follow Christ and hold on to him and you let go, he'll let go of you too. If you want to go that way, he's going to keep going. He's not going to stop. He said, if you reject me, I will reject you as well. We're going to 1 Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. You know, the Bible says that Jesus died and made us kings and priests unto God. But when we don't keep the commandments of God, we are rejecting the word of the Lord. And he said, I will also reject you from being king. We will no longer be kings and priests unto God if we don't keep his commandments what he says do in here just make sure we do it if he says don't let us not do it because at the end of the day there's nothing on this world that's worth it nothing we could have the entire world and everything we our heart could possibly desire money that we can't even spend in a lifetime and what good will it do when we stand before god can't take none of it 
can't take any of that money or anything you think you possess on this world. You can't take it. You're going to leave the same way you came in with nothing. So why should we hold on? Follow the instructions. Read. If it says do it, do it. If it says don't, don't. Don't despise the word of the Lord because when God begins to bless us more and when miracles begin to happen even bigger and when he pours out his spirit upon us even more and he gives us the power to begin to work miracles through us, he won't if we can't follow instruction. Peter didn't even say anything as far as kill them. Peter just said, you didn't lie to me, you lied to God. And they dropped dead at his feet. When God gives you that kind of power, you can't be running around and just doing any old kind of thing with the power that God gives us. So he has to make sure that we will follow instructions. What did the disciples tell Jesus? They said, shall we call fire down from heaven and have them killed? And God, Jesus said, I didn't come to kill. I came to give life. Yes, that is the same kind of power that Elisha used. And he said, if I be this, um, if I be a prophet or a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume me. And it did. Captain in his 50 twice. And then when the disciples said, should we do what he did? Jesus said, you don't know what kind of power you're dealing with. We can't just because somebody does us wrong, oh God, kill them. They did us wrong, Lord, get rid of them. We, we can't do that. And when you have that kind of power, you can so God wants to make sure that we follow instructions to the T before he gives us that kind of power. And when he does, when they hit us on the face, we will turn the other cheek, not try to get them killed. Because God is not willing that any should per perish, but that all should come to repentance. So when he gives us that kind of power and he lets us begin to use that kind of power, he also has to know that we will follow instructions. When they say, you can't do that. We don't pray, Lord, kill him. We pray, Lord, save him. When they were stoning Stephen, what did he cry out? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He had the power of God to call fire down from heaven, but he didn't. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Bible says, suffer wrong. Don't do violence to no man. If they hit you on the one cheek, turn the other one. And when you have that kind of power of God to use it, you have to follow instructions very well. Don't despise, don't take it lightly of what God has given you. In 2 Samuel 12, 8 through 10. And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. See, David was king, and at that moment it went to his head. When he saw Bathsheba, I think her name was, when he saw her, his authority of being king went to his head. I can have any woman I want. I can do whatever I want. I'm the king. Nobody can tell me anything. But he forgot who was over him. Just because God lifts us up and blesses us, we cannot forget where we got it from. That there is a God over us. Although he blesses us and exalts us and lifts us up and, and gives us beyond what we can imagine, we still need to remember we serve a living God. All that we have is because of him. 
the power, the kingship, all of that came from God. But he let it go a little bit too much to his head. And God told him, if that would have been too little, I would have gave you more. You just had to ask. Not go take it because you think you can. Because we can't. And although the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart, God still punished him for doing what he did because God hates disobedience and iniquity. And I should let you read one more verse in, in 1 Samuel, but it says for, um, in verse 24, And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. You know, there's going to come a time when God begins to bless you and people see that you're getting blessed and they're going to want to go and try to get you to change things. You're doing it wrong. You, you need to do it this way. Well, the same way you got your blessing is the same thing you need to do to keep your blessing. So we can't listen to people if they're not saying it of God. So when God begins to elevate you and bring you up and give you strength and starts teaching you and you see that God is working in your life, don't change it just because somebody comes along and says change. Do what you've been doing. How you got your blessing is what you need to continue to do to hold on to your blessing. Don't change. Saul, he listened to the congregation instead of what God told him to do. See, sometimes God will tell you to go a certain direction or do a certain thing, and people will say, no, 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 that is not the right way. If you listen to people instead of God, you'll miss out. He was rejected from being king because he followed people instead of God. Now God will use people to talk to you. So listen, is it from the Lord? Ask, God, is this from you or not? Don't just go with it because the majority said. That's not the way that works. Don't do that. When God blesses you, keep in mind, continue to listen to God. Don't listen if it's not God. We're going to Hosea 4, 6 through 7. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. But thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. And they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. See, God loves loves us so much until he sent his only begotten son. But he doesn't like wickedness. He doesn't like disobedience. He doesn't like none of that. So when he tells us to do something, if we reject the word of the Lord, he will reject us too. If we despise his commandments, he will put away with it. Okay, I'm done. And I've read that the one of the reasons that God does that is because he cannot, well, not can't, he won't force you. He won't force you to love him. So then he would just reject you if you don't. That is not written in the Bible. That's what I heard. It sounded kind of good, so I shared it. But I, that's not, I didn't read that in the Bible. But it made a lot of sense to me. I was like, oh, well, that is true. He doesn't force you to love him because you can't make somebody love you. If somebody wants to love you, they will. But you can't make somebody love you. If God made us serve him, we would be serving him because all out of fear that he's going to kill us. Not because we reverenced him and we loved him and we wanted to serve him. So then if we don't keep his commandments, he just pushes it aside and gets the ones that will. Because he's not going to force us to love him. He wants us to love him because we want to. And we're going to Romans 11, 17 through 22. And if some of the branches be broken off, and though being a wild olive tree, were graft in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be graft in. Well, because of unbelief, 
they were broken up, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God, of them which fell, severity, but toward thee, goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. See, God didn't move people so that we can be saved. People didn't be saved and didn't believe so God moved them. That's why they got moved, not so that we can fit in. We were just fit in because we wanted to believe. And we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says, okay, you can be, you can be part of the tree. You can be grafted in. Let's not get high-minded and think that we did something and we deserve. We don't deserve. We should fear if God didn't spare the natural Jews that he called and made the first covenant with. If he didn't spare them, he's not going to spare us if we don't believe. He wants us to believe. And he said later on in that same chapter, I believe it is. But if they do believe, they can be grafted in again. Because God's not willing that any should perish. So when he starts lifting us up and he begins to work more and more in this church, let's not forget where it came from. Let's not get puffed up. Let's not think that we're doing something. Let's remember that God is doing all of it. And freely we have received, freely give. Give it with all that we have. We don't do this for money. We don't do it to be seen. We don't do it for man. We do it for the honor and the glory of God. Because no matter how much we fast and pray and read and meditate, if we don't do it from a heart doing it for God, we're wasting our time. If we're going to do all of this, he said, obedience is better than sacrifice. We could obey the word of God. And it will be better than if we do a shut-in every single week. We could do a shut-in. We can fast until we lose all kinds of weight and we're skin and bone and, and we don't obey. It doesn't do us any good. Nothing. But if we obey the word of God, then when we fast, he will accept it. There's another scripture that says, I'm done with, in other words, I'm going to paraphrase, I am done with your sacrifice. I don't even like them. I hate them. Because they weren't being obedient. They weren't doing it from the heart. They were just doing it because it was to do. So he said, I hate it. I'm tired of it. I don't even like your full moons and your feasts. And I don't even like that anymore. But when you obey the word of God and then you do a little shut in, he is well pleased. But it first starts with obedience. And then when he blesses us, let us not despise what he gave us. Let us not despise it. No matter what, if it looks big or if it looks small, Whatever God has given us, let us use it to the fullest. Don't despise it. Don't take it lightly. Don't push it away. Don't let the devil come and steal it either. Because he will try to trade very fast. When he sees God working more and more in us, he's going to try to trade more and more and more. And try to make things look better on the other side. And it's not. It's all a lie. What God has for us can't be beat. It is the best. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. <clears throat> We're going to open up the altar. If anyone needs prayer, come up. You know, I was praying for my eye. Because it is, it is bloodshot. It is red. I went to the doctor. and Not today. But <laughs> I, I went previously. And they told me I had iritis. And so I, I was like, okay. And they gave me steroids for my eye. And then I read that you can't use steroids too much or you'll go blind. So then I was like, well, then this is pointless. I don't even want to use steroids. If one of the side effects is blindness if you use it too much. So then I didn't. I, I quit taking the steroids. But 
then I came over here, my eye cleared up pretty good, and then it got ugly again. And I, I asked you guys to pray for it. And then I read in the Bible what I have. It's in the Bible. What my eye has. Do you know when the God tells you something and he gives you his word and it is so precious and you despise the word of God and you put it down and you say, well, you know what, I would rather drink instead of read or I'd rather, rather watch a movie instead of pray or I'd rather do this and you kind of belittle God's word. You know, he says that if you despise my judgments and my laws and my statue, I will give you ague. You know what ague is? Ague is an inflammation in the eyes that causes you to go blind. And that's what I was doing all in North Carolina for the last 20 something years. I would rather go and party and rather do this and that instead of read. And my eyes got worse and worse and the inflammation got more and more and more. And I had no idea what was going on. Until I read it yesterday. I said, well, I'm not doing that now. Can you kind of <laughs> you know, heal it up now? Because, and you know what? All the pain went away. It still is red, but all the pain went away. Jesus let me know this is what you have. Don't do it again. And he wouldn't heal it until I got the picture. And I didn't get the picture until I kept reading and reading and reading. And he just showed it to me yesterday. This is what's happening. And trust me, I can make it a lot worse. Don't despise the word of God everything that we go through is written somewhere in there. So he doesn't take away all the pain. It still is really red. It looks gnarly, but he took away all the pain, so it doesn't hurt anymore. So, God. Don't despise the commandments of the Lord. Whatever you do, don't take the word of God lightly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Thank you for your mighty outstretched hand. Thank you, my God, for being so good to each and every one of us. Thank you, my Father, for all the things that you have blessed us with, my God. Thank you, my Father, for giving us so much love, so much compassion, so much mercy, my God. We don't deserve it, but you give it to us because you love us. Thank you because your mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord God. My Father, bless us not to despise what you have given us. Bless us not to set aside your word and your commandments. Bless us not to reject what you say, my God. But bless us to hold your commandments in our hearts, my God. Bless us to delight in your laws and your statutes. Bless us to meditate on them day and night, my God. Bless us to love man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. My Father, bless us and teach us how to follow all of what you say, every commandment, all of your laws and your statutes, because they are for our own good. And we thank you and we praise you, my God. My Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. My God, I thank you. You said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. My God, not for my goodness, but for thy great name's sake, oh Lord God. Touch Isaac's back in the name of Jesus. My God, take away all the pain. Bless him to feel good. 
God, both spiritually and physically, my God. Give him the strong back, oh Lord God, a spine that will not bend, but will stand up strong for you, my God, both physically and spiritually, my God. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name, thank you, my God, because you always heal us. Thank you for always answering. Thank you for always caring. Thank you, my God, because you are so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you and I praise you, my God. Lord, we come before you, my God. Lord, we had a meeting today. My Father, bless the meeting, oh, Lord God. Bless us to be able to stick to it, God. Lord, bless us, my Father, to be able to obtain wealth in this church, God. Bless the finances, oh, Lord God. Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. You are the one that gives and you take away. All the silver and gold belongs to you. And you give to whomsoever you will. My God, we need a snake. We need microphones. We will need more stuff, my God. And Lord, it all belongs to you. And I thank you, my God, and I praise you for always supplying our every need according to your riches and glory. My Father, I thank you and I praise you. My God, remember the bylaws, oh Lord God. Bless us to write them and keep them, Lord. And Lord, you be the one that runs everything, my God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, approve all that you want done. And bless us to follow after you. We will not be afraid of what man can do to us, but we will serve you with fear and trembling in the mighty name of Jesus. You are the lawyer. You're the judge. You are the king. You are everything that we need, and I thank you and I praise you. Lord, have your way in this ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, remember all those that listen, all those, my God, that support, all those that have something to do with this. My God, remember and bless, oh Lord God, in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Let us all be fed in the name of Jesus. Let us all be our thirst quenched in the name of Jesus. Fulfill all the desires of our hearts according to your will. Jesus, Lord, let your perfect will be done in our lives. Bless us not to despise your commandments. Bless us not to despise the gifts that you have given us, my God. But bless us to use the gifts in the name of Jesus to the fullest, my God. Lord, bless us to freely give what you have given to us, my God. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless us to be obedient. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, and accept yes, the shutting that we are doing. Yes, accept our sacrifices, Jesus, my God. Honor it in the name Jesus, of Jesus. My Father, be pleased to yes, call us your yes, friends. Yes, be pleased to have us as your children. Be pleased to take us for your inheritance. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name, let us be your children. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord bless us to follow you, for you are our God, you are our King, you are 
us is to set our affections on things above and not on things of this earth. Bless us to hold on to you, your unchanging hand. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Lord, bless our prayers to go up to you as incense. And the lifting up of our hands as the evening sacrifice. That we may praise thy name forever. Let your light shine upon thy servants, O Lord God. Let your countenance be upon us, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, be pleased with us, O Lord God. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts, let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. My Redeemer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for this moment. Bless us and keep us, O Lord, under the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. Make us worthy to escape all that shall come to pass. Don't let our flight be in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. In the name of Jesus, for we call wisdom our sister and understanding our kinswoman. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his face always upon you. And may he forever keep you in mind.